This is a 30-second stereo radio for Trade School in the Home Depot. Spot code YHTFD00RGA0. Spot title, Project Planning Homeowner 101. So you're ready to tackle a home improvement project on your own. Let's make a plan. Take a free workshop from the Home Depot and get live help from our expert associates. Whether you're upgrading your kitchen or overhauling your bathroom, we'll provide everything you need to get started. You'll know what to look for and what to avoid, so you can take on any project with confidence. Homeowner 101 Livestream Workshops from the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Register now at homedepot.com slash workshops. Live from Koppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America, welcome to the Ticket Weeknights on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. All right, you're listening to The Ticket, 93.7, the Riffin' with Raph and AD show, and we are back, and we have another guest joining us. He is probably, what did I say earlier, the second fastest Husker ever, up to old number 83, Aaron Davis. I have you at number one, (laughs) but our guest right now is Mr. Riley Washington. Rollo! Hey, hey, what's going on, fellas? What's going on, brother? How you doing? I'm doing excellent, excellent. Can you guys hear me, hear me clear enough? We can hear you a little bit better. What do you? Let me hear you again, bro. Can you, can you, how, how do I sound right now? Sound pretty good. Big Scott, how's he sound, brother? Absolutely. You sound pretty good, brother. You sound pretty good. Riley, man, All thank right. you so much for coming on, man. We appreciate you being here. Uh, you're busy. You know, you got things going on. You have a business and... And and just life, man. Riley, tell us right now. First of all, man, how are you doing? You know, I, I'm hanging in there. I mean, I, I can't complain. I, I made a career change, uh, probably going on almost, I want to say three, four years now. Uh, switched over to uh, into the barbering industry. Mm-hmm. So for the last, you know, three or four years now, I've been I've been barbering. Been cutting and, uh, hair. I, I I gotta tell you, it is uh, it's a very rewarding career change. Mm-hmm. It is. It is. Riley, I see. I follow you on. Uh, obviously, we're, we go back so many years, man. But I follow you on. I, I love following you on, on Instagram and social media, Facebook, and just watching you. First of all, man, you got mad skills when it comes to social media with the cropping and the pasting and the, the putting the different faces. You put a picture up last <laughs> week. Bro, you put a picture up last week that had you behind the register, had you cutting somebody's hair, had you waiting to get a haircut. I'm like, I thought it was just Riley and his brother. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, I'm always trying to push that creative envelope, you know, from drawing on the, uh, the boards of the coaches. You know, back in the that's uh, right. Back in the day when we played, so uh, doing caricatures and you know, I try to stay fresh and try to keep it keep, keep it live. There you go, funny. Riley, I forgot about that. Before our team meetings, to you folks out there listening, again, we have our a special guest, Riley Washington, uh, from Chula Vista, California. Riley ran uh, ward number three. Riley was an amazing, amazing. Had just amazing speed, first of all. It was just sickening what he had. Riley, tell us how you where you, where'd you grow up at, man? I told him Chula Vista, but tell us more about where you grew up at. Oh, I mean, he had a right. Chula Vista is just basically a small part of suburb of San Diego. Um, I grew up pretty much most of San Diego, to be honest, you know, moving from different parts of the city. 
But uh, yeah, I mean, I just grew up there, and, and from, what, from my earliest account, is what my uh, my mother told. Uh, she told me that when I was young, I would just run a lot, mm-hmm. and uh, run just run. And growing up and being from Texas, I guess the part that I grew up in, which is plain, just Plainfield, Plainview, Texas, was uh, was pretty open. Mm-hmm. So me running, I would run, and in the blink of an eye, I'm going to block. You know, and so be that young just like that was pretty amazing. And California, I started running track when I was in second grade. Um, probably the first and the last one that I actually ran until high school. Mm-hmm. I didn't run track from second grade until my freshman year in high school. So you didn't but, um, run track from second grade until your freshman year in high school? Yeah, I never did run in junior high and uh, I never did run after that. I ran in elementary school up to like the second grade third grade possibly, and then I didn't run anymore. Riley, when did your affinity for football start? Like when you figure like, you know, I kind of like this sport. When did that start for you, and how did you get started even playing football? (laughs) To be 100% honest, football, I didn't play my first time ever playing organized football with pads on was my sophomore year in high school. Okay, wait a minute. You said your first time playing organized football was your sophomore year in high school. My first time playing organized football with helmets. It's just, we didn't really have flag football then that I can recall. Um, it was just usually just like Pop Warner or Pop Warner football, you know, PVG Major Football. Well, I didn't do any of those sports, you know, just growing up financially wasn't always accessible for me to do those things. So I just didn't really pay no mind to it. So I, the first time that I actually played football was my sophomore year in high school. And the reason I came out is uh, a good friend of mine was, uh, was an older guy at the high school that I was at. Mm-hmm. He was back. He ended up playing at New Mexico State um, out, out of high school. But he was, I don't know, maybe he didn't be super filled with it. He was probably about, I'm guessing, looking back now, probably like 6'3", 220. Two thirty, maybe. What position did and he play? I was, and I was five nine, one thirty five. If I had on a sweatshirt that was soaking wet, and I had a pair of boots on, <laughs> and he tells me I should come up for football and I should play running back, the same <laughs> position that he plays. <laughs> so he was six yeah, three, two thirty, <laughs> and you were five nine, one hundred thirty five. Yep, five nine, one hundred thirty five pounds. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was. Yeah, I was. A, I, I'm still pretty. I won't say I'm skinny or small. I'm just a, a smaller dude now. But then I was tiny, mm-hmm. and it was okay, you know. But yeah, so my stuff. My sophomore year in high school, first time I ever put in the pads, helmet. <laughs> I, I really was green to a lot. I, I think I learned more about football at Nebraska than I did before I got to Nebraska. So I didn't really have an idea um, about it. But my coach did tell me that. Um, the one thing that I had that was always of value was I was fast. I had speed, and people want speed because you really can't you can't make speed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't really make the kind of fast that I was. So you know, I would have been assault, and he said, "Also, if you play football, you can do both. You can play football and you can run track." Raleigh, what's so, imp- well, what's impressive about this, man? You know, you were two way player there at San Diego Southwest, but you just started playing football your sophomore year in high school. All right, think about it. And I don't, you don't have to think about it. You know it. But then you rushed for 1,200 yards as a senior. 
and 1,100 yards in 1990 when you first started playing, and that was your first year of playing organized football. So let me ask, when you, when, when did you that's just crazy. You know, there's folks who've been playing football from first grade to senior year, and they don't they ain't rush for 1,000 yards in that long. You did that just being introduced to the sport uh, and just in that year, two years. You did those. You had those accolades, those numbers. When did it hit you that you figured, okay, and you're, you've always been humble, very quiet, uh, very laid back. But internally, when did it hit you and said, you know what? I might be able to do something with this. Was there a moment? Was there a game? Was it a coach? When was that moment when you said, you know what? I think I can play football at a high level. Hmm. Oh, wow. That's, gonna be, that's an interesting question. I mean, I can think of so many different times when I feel like I've arrived. But as far as what made me feel like I, I was – I, like, like I belong in the sport. Mm-hmm. Honest, honestly, um, hmm, that's a tough one, AD. I'm, I'm about to say if I think of anything from that one, it might have been my first year playing. Because the first year when I first played football, I was they put me on junior varsity. Just you know, just because that's what you do. Mm-hmm. So I was on junior varsity for, for the first thing, two, maybe three games, and then they put me up to varsity and then we moved to the varsity team and I was uh I was second string in the varsity was second second slash third string in the varsity and then I could see the graph ended up being second string and what have you. But I think the first time that I realized that I, I was like I belong here, I think I was Monday Mark my senior year actually. It mm-hmm. was my junior year. And we had a game against I want to say like Mar Vista and I ended up rushing for like five touchdowns and like almost three hundred yards that game. How many yards? I want to say almost almost 300 yards, but I could be wrong. That's a, that's a, <laughs> but I know I have five touchdowns. I'm 48 now, so I, my, my, my memory kind of wings a little bit. But, um, <laughs> but, yeah, I know I had five touchdowns that game. And it was after my coach had put me on the bench. Wow. I, uh, I, I fumbled the ball a couple of times, and so he benched me. Sat me on the bench and told me to think about it and get my mind right. He didn't. He didn't give me a sucker and a lollipop and say, "Hey, you keep playing." He said, "Me the bench and told me to get my mind right, figure it out, and, and made me held me accountable for it." And then three or four players let me get that minute back in the game, and everything was different from that point. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah. So that was my first time. That's how it turned out. And you know, then I'm in Nebraska and I meet you and. That's a whole different story for a different day. <laughs> we we coming for that in a second. Rap, you got one. So Riley, um, I was just wondering. Then did you um come on the Nebraska track radar first, or the Nebraska football, or how did that? How did your recruitment go? Oh wow, um, it was it was from uh, I can't really hundred percent say I, I will say I was going to say it was from football because my mom, my coach. Uh, Carl Perry used to come to the Nebraska football camps mm-hmm. if they have the, the, the coaching clinics. And I'm not sure how, you know, back in those days, it was pretty much what well, it was. It wasn't pretty much. The coaches did everything. I mean, they sent up the tapes for you, um, talked to schools for you. You didn't have a lot of access to social media and stuff like that. So uh, I want to say it was for football because my best year in track came my senior year after mm-hmm. I had signed. So I don't think it's because of that. But. It was football, and then when I came on my football recruiting trip, I also met with the track coach in the track team. Coach on Pepin? On that one trip. So, 
I met with Coach Tappan here mm-hmm. um, on my recruiting trip for football. Um, and so it was kind of like a culmination of two things, but I think I got picked up primarily for football, and then track was also a part of it, too. I guess it depends on who you look at. If you put the Coach Tappan, maybe he might stay the track. <laughs> I don't know, but either way it goes, I ended up here doing both. Riley, when you, I remember when um, when I was deciding to go to school, and like I said, come to Nebraska as a walk-on, I'm talking to Coach uh, Coach Brown in his office. He was just saying who he had coming in, Willis Brown, and uh, other receivers that were coming in, Willis Brown, where he obviously had Abdul Muhammad, uh, Tremaine Bell, Corey Dixon. He was just, you know, just kind of saying to the guys we had come in and how they would, you know, show me the ropes, et cetera. But he just, it was almost like a warning. I just, AD, I just want you to know the type of speed is coming in here. You know what I'm saying? He says, we want you a part of this. Yes. Riley, tell them now. And Riley's going to be humble. You, all, you folks that are out there listening, he's extremely humble. And I'm going to start this and you finish it. Riley Washington ran the fastest blank his senior year in high school in the nation. The fastest 100 meters? The fastest 100 meters in the nation. Riley, what was your time your senior year? Uh, it was 10-3-0. 10-3. Now, I wouldn't be at a 10-3, but I still have about 10, 20 10, meters 10, to go. 10, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Riley, when you ran that, tell us about that track meet. Where did you run that time at when you set the record for the fastest 100 meters in the nation your senior year? Oh, honestly, that that it's funny you say that because this is like one of those stories that that resonates with me the most because it kind of ties in Nebraska with it. Because I, after I signed my letter of intent for Nebraska, the football season, you know, I could receive audio tapes and yeah, these were cassette tapes, people. They weren't DVDs or linked to YouTube. We got cassette tapes, so they gave me a cassette tape of start talking about visualization and how to see this, you know, how to see it and, and visualize what you want in life. And mm-hmm. it, I'm, I'm an impressionable 18 year old kid. So, I mean, I'm, I'm gobbling it up. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sucking it all in. And one of the things that I remember him saying was to have fun with visualizing what you're doing. So prior to the track meet, I sat in uh, the school van. There only like maybe three or four of us that went to the state meet. Mm-hmm. Maybe the relay. So I stayed in the van while they had went to the mall because most of the state meets, you got activity in downtown. Mm-hmm. Well, while they were doing that, I sat in the van for like two hours. It's like it's hot. This is in Cerritos, oh, wow. California. This is maybe a little bit north of LA. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was uh, an all weather track. It was hot. But it was hot that day. And I remember sitting in this van with the windows up. And all I could do was just see myself in this race like, mm-hmm. from every imaginable angle. I mean, I was a bird in the sky. I was in the stands, I was an ant watching myself. I was in. I could smell the grass. I went through everything that I can imagine imagine happening, right? So we get up for the track meet, we get for the for the race and everybody's in their blocks. And I had a I had a I'm not I'm not sure what happened in my preliminary at my semifinals, but I didn't do as hot as I thought I did mm-hmm. time wise. So I was actually in lane eight by the fence next to the hurdles. Oh wow. You know you know, so I wasn't in the middle of the track. I was like on the outside. Like people didn't even tell me to, to get last. I was in lane oh, wow. eight. So, you know, we're getting down and and the gun goes off and I blacked out. I I don't remember anything else. Oh, wow. 
until crossing the line. I do not remember not one other thing about that race mm. until I crossed the line and I glanced over and I saw the time on the clock and it said 10, 10 3 0, new league record, new state record. <laughs> You know you fast. And so, and, you, and so for anybody out there who's listening to this right now, if you have any video footage from the 1992 <laughs> California State 100-meter race, I would love to see that because I have never seen myself run. I mean, you're so fast. I, I ain't never heard about it. They're so fast, they just black out black when they run it, you know? <laughs> oh, but here's the thing. Here's the thing, though. When I ran indoor track at Nebraska my freshman year, there was actually a picture that was taken of me running the indoor 60 and my eyes were closed. Brother, you got it. You got and it. I said, and, and, and I tied this. I tied the indoor record that day. I remember that day because it was right there. It was not at AWAR, <laughs> but that was the indoor meet. And that was one of your first – it was insane how you did that. Insane how you did that. Riley, before we got we got a break one up here pretty soon, pretty quick. Uh, we want people to know the Honda of Lincoln Hotline. It's 402-464-5685. And we got the text line from Sarter of ha- Sarter Heyman at 402-464-5685 also. And this is on the ticket 93.7 and we got Riley Washington, former Husker here with us tonight. Riley, you had first of all that story is just amazing cuz like I said, we've known each other uh, 30 plus years, you know, 30 years now, you know, and I hadn't heard that yeah. before. I remember you setting the record. And I, I, do, I do remember seeing the one when you ran against Napoleon Kaufman that played in the pros, pro football for those years. And I think you were only a sophomore that year when he was a senior. Am I correct on that? Correct. Yes. Yep. Yep. I remember I we seen that idea. footage, but I'd never, well, of course, now that you mentioned it, that you just brought that up, there's a reason why I never seen you set that record because you don't remember it. You were, you know, eyes blacked out and just ran it, but you were in such a zone <laughs> And think about this, Riley. State track meets now, basketball games, et cetera. Guys and girls have their cell phones out. They're on social media. Not knocking that, just calling it reality. You were in a hot van getting your mindset ready for the task you had at hand. That's a mindset. And I'm going to get to that in our next segment. We talk about that in the Husker football days. But, you know, Riley, you had also offers from just a few here. Colorado, UCLA, Fresno State, Oregon, Oregon State. A plethora of others. Why did you choose Nebraska? What stood out to you about Nebraska? Um. Well, honestly, academics was a big part of of, of my growing up. Mm-hmm. I mean, my mom at one point in time she was my was a teacher, so she uh, taught me early on kindergarten area, and uh, so I'm always really been into education. And so when I came to Nebraska, unlike and I'll, I went to a few different places, which I won't mention, but I went to a few different places. And Nebraska academically was so much was so far ahead of everyone that I had been up to that point that it, it kind of was part of my interest the mm-hmm. most um, was the fact that the academic center was, was was phenomenal. I mean, they had a lot of help there, tutors that are there to help you. That's really what I mean. And then obviously, you know, there was. There was just a, I mean, meeting guys like you guys, you know, meeting guys like you, AD. I mean, you and, and some of the older guys who were already here, like Abdul, you know, being a good friend of mine to this day. Um, Classroom Johnson, just a number of people that I met on my recruiting trip that kind of made it more memorable for me. And I, I really felt like this was like a place for me to be, even though it was like 19 degrees and I had a, and I had a real sweater on that was terrible. 
I still came, and it was it was crazy. It, I, it was crazy. <laughs> so but Nebraska just it just stood out to me. I mean, it was pretty much a culmination of everything. Like I had a great time as far as I was a nineteen year old kid. We went to a party. We had some good times. I mean, the academic center was nice. The weight room was great. I didn't have any reason to not. And then plus, a little part of me wanted to go to a place that was away from where I grew up at. Yeah. Not because it was a terrible place, but just because I don't want to. I didn't want to have access for an easy way to fall back home. Right. Like, oh well, I went back home for the weekend and got in trouble. I, I didn't want those opportunities or those options to pop up. So mm-hmm. I ended up just trying to go somewhere farther away, and the Blasters kind of fit the bill all the way around. Pretty cool. You know, Riley. You, you, that story with academics, and, and it's, you know, you can't have one without the other, academics and football. And it, you can, but you're not going to last in football too long if you don't have the grades. And you think about the facilities that we had there and she'll have there with Dennis LeBlanc and Keith Zimmer and that entire team there at the Hewitt Center. And I can, it's, even as you mentioned that, my mind just went back to the study halls at night. We had to be there the first semester as freshmen and the excellence. And I was sharing that with Derek earlier that it was demanded both on and off in the classroom, outside the classroom. It was held, we were held to a, a very high standard of excellence that was there and how you brought that back up against so my mind went back right away to uh, the excellence that Dennis LeBlanc and Keith Zimmer, they had for us there. You know, let me ask you this, and I know we're going to be hitting a commercial here uh, fairly soon, but I'm going to ask you this. So when you came on your recruiting trip, you enjoyed what you saw, uh, you enjoyed the environment that you were in, um, and you also – you mentioned academics and that part of it. What was different about Nebraska than the others? And what I'm going to do, we're going to hit that. We're going to take a second. Think about that. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll come back, and we'll get into that question. Again, why you chose Nebraska, but also the championship runs as we have the championship game coming up on Monday night from your perspective as a former Husker. Hang on tight with us, folks. This is a 30-second stereo radio for Trade School in the Home Depot. Spot code YHTFD00RGA0. Spot title, Project Planning Homeowner 101. So you're ready to tackle a home improvement project on your own. Let's make a plan. Take a free workshop from the Home Depot and get live help from our expert associates. Whether you're upgrading your kitchen or overhauling your bathroom, we'll provide everything you need to get started. You'll know what to look for and what to avoid, so you can take on any project with confidence. Homeowner 101 Livestream Workshops from the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Register now at homedepot.com slash workshops. <laughs> 